Hi, this is Chad. Just want to let you know that this episode contains a few curse words and there may be a little bit of background noise, so forgive us for any disruption. So without further ado, here's the show. Good morning. Hello this, there. This is Zick and Wick, and we are recording live in Gainesville on the University of Florida campus. We've had a, a tasty beverage that we will not disclose what kind, but we've had one or two, and it's very delicious. And uh, we're here to discuss The Mandalorian, Episode 4, Sanctuary. big theme of this episode is, is redemption. Um, I can see a, a change to our, our main character's arc and um, a turn for the better in the future. I'm curious to see what Zach thinks about this. Yeah, this, um, this basically, this episode is all, it's all character development. There's really no, it, it moves the plot along a little bit, but not, not too much. This is all about what our character is all about, learning a little bit more about his backstory and how he feels about other beings. And Yeah, I, I was reading something um, recently about how a lot of the themes and the, the actual things that happen in the episode are similar to uh, a story in, I think it's called the Last Samurai? Not The Last Samurai, but one of the samurai stories. Did you hear this? That makes sense. So I, I didn't hear this, but um, when they were doing all the the release stuff for, at Star Wars Celebration, that's what John Favreau said one of his main inspirations was, was that movie. But so. then there's also some talk about how a lot of the story beats come from or are also in a Clone Wars episode or maybe a Rebels episode? Um not that I can, I mean, I, I definitely had some callbacks to it, but, oh, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, we can, we can, you want to okay, get into that now or later? No, that's, we, we can do that later. We can yeah. do that later. Let's do a rundown of what happens in the story. Oh, and this episode was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Mm. They're bringing in some big guns. Well, I don't know if she had many director credits before, but they're definitely bringing in people to do each episode, and uh, it's kind of like a celebrity, celebrity showcase of sorts. Which is kind of cool. I saw some pictures and she seemed to have enjoyed it. And uh, I think the episode overall was, was pretty good. So Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's it still has action, but it's still, it definitely has a little bit of a feminine touch to it. Where it's, it's, it gets much more into the emotional digging into the, the character and less of the, uh, this guy's just a badass uh, bounty hunter for that goes around the galaxy. Alright, so the episode opens up with some scram. These people are fishing for some scram. Cinematography, I noticed this right up front, that this planet just looks beautiful. One of the downsides to that is that I, I started noticing the CGI a little bit more because everything is so beautiful. Whenever they put in the CGI, it's like, oh, it's not, it may be pretty good, but it's just not up to the par of the rest of the, the visual, visuals. I, I agree with that. I, um, I, I noticed that in the first episode, too. Uh, it was either the first or the second where he's... Uh, where he's taming the blurg, it kind of takes you out of it. It's uh, everything looks so nice and real around it, and then you put it in this this digitally created thing, and it's I mean it looks good, but it's not. It doesn't fit in. Yeah, it it's not terrible, but it's it's enough where I can tell when there's like CGI animals in. The shrimp are flipping and flopping. They're blue. They look delicious, but they they clearly are not real. So we're on a new planet. There's some folks fishing for shrimp. I, don't, I, think, I, I think they call them krill. Krill? Yeah. Oh, okay, krill. And I think that is a Star Wars term for is it? for shrimp, yeah. Isn't krill a real thing on, on I, planet Earth? I think it is, but it's. Okay. I think that I've heard that term in Star Wars before. Okay, well, the krill looks good. I wanted to eat some. 
Uh, and so we, we were in a, in a small village on a new planet, and uh, the, the, the folks are fishing, and we get some blasters firing off into, into the fishing village, and everyone scatters. A, a mother and her daughter uh, hide underneath one of the, the baskets in the water to avoid getting captured, and some dog-face-looking barbarians run through, and they steal the shrimp. <laughs> yep, <laughs> shrimp stealers. These guys. Um, I, I really got a uh, a Lord of the Rings vibe out of these guys. Yeah, it was almost the yes. times. But um, this was for any people that have only seen the movies. Um, this is gonna kind of seem out of place. It it definitely isn't in the Star Wars universe. If you've seen any of the any of the the cartoons, whether it's um, Clone Wars, Rebels, or even the new one, Resistance, they really dive hard into raiders and pirates and. They're just a ragtag. Group it makes thing. sense because yeah. we're this is after the Empire falls, so you 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 think that there's more you know bad folks out there just kind of taking up, not getting checked by yeah. police policing but authorities or the, whatever. The farther you go out into the galaxy, the to the um, outer rim, to the unknown regions, there's more and more of this lawlessness where they just pirates mm-hmm. and raiders yeah. just kind of take over places. The Western themes continue, right? All right, the the mom and her daughter. They hide underneath a basket, and the dog faces, they steal the shrimp, and then they retreat back into the forest. One thing to note is that when the blasters first start firing off towards the village, they seem pretty strong. And the folks that run in, the bad guys that run in, I don't, I think they had blasters in their hands, but, you know, it's, this is going to be a key thing later on in the story, there's a, there's a reveal um, about the blasters, that, right? Yeah, they just seem like little, almost pistol blasters once they actually get to the village. Yeah, yeah. But before there were some big ones. All right, so we cut over to uh, our Mandy, Mandy the hero, and he's in his ship with Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda is playing with some toys. We get some very cute Baby Yoda moments where he's flipping things that he shouldn't be flipping. Uh, it's a lot of memes out there. Very cute stuff. Want it? Love it. Yeah. Don't take them away. Yeah, they're doubling down on the, the Baby Yoda cuteness on this episode, that's yeah, for sure. That's for sure. So Mandy lands on the planet and immediately goes to a bar, restaurant, hangout, uh, outpost. When? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you wrote that down. So you had no idea. So there's Jack, a, Yeah, there's a cat. There's a freaking cat. So There's a giant, big-ass cat. If you have if you have not watched Rebels, this was a total Easter egg for Rebels. It's called a Loath Cat. They are all over Rebels. Like, they show up in every season. Um, so they Rebels, the main planet is Lothal, and they have native cats called Loath Cats, L-O-T-H Cats. Um, and their heads are gigantic. They're not necessarily that big in the in the actual cartoon, but, next but this was, this had Dave Filoni written all over it. He's like, I gotta get my Easter egg in this episode somehow, and that's it. That was it. He got okay. the little cat in there, so that's what that was. <laughs> it was pretty funny. The cat jumps out at Baby Yoda, and Baby Yoda kind of has to dodge away. Yeah. But it's a very you know mean looking, sinister cat. Yep, and that's exactly how they look in the cartoon. All right, so we see as we're entering the bar, um, we see Gina. Uh, Carrera, what's her name? Her, her character's name is uh, Cara Dune or Cara Dune. Cara Dune is is lounging at this bar, and she sees Mandy right away. Mandy sees her. Cara Dune is definitely scoping out Mandy. Um, later on, you know, Mandy's asking the, the 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 person, the waitress at the rest at the restaurant at the bar, 
like just some questions about the location. Does he ask whether or not this other bouncy like he's he's kind of surveying to see if this other He's probing to see if this is a good plant to lie low on because he knows a bunch of everybody's hunting him now and everybody's hunting the child, baby Yoda. So he's looking for a planet where there's no other bounty hunters, there's no other connection. He just wants to he wants to lay low for a couple months to get this uh, get away from what he's dealing with. Does he interact with Kara Dune inside the restaurant before he leaves? Nope, they just stare each other down. So at the the waitress comes to his table, he does the order, and he gives her a bunch of gives her way too many credits to pay for it. He's asking questions if he if if the waitress knows who Kara Dune is. Um, she says no at first. Uh, pays her more money. She says, "Well, I don't know her, but she's been coming around for about a week." Okay. Um, and as that conversation's going down, they're getting the order. There, he's kind of feeling her out. He looks back over, and Cara Dune is gone. Uh, uh, so she's obviously kind of yeah. wise to that. He's snooping up on her. So she's been there a week, and Mandy just shows up, and he's looking for a safe place. So you know, you don't want any rifles around. So he turns on some technology, and his visor can see footprints. Those like infrared, and it's Cara uh, Dune's footprints. Cara Dune finds them. They have a little bit of a brawl outside. It's pretty tough. Cara Dune holds her own. Um, I almost bests him. Um, and there's kind of like a, um, an impasse where they... Holding blasters at each other's head. Yeah, they can't really... No one's going to win this fight. Uh, but immediately after that, they cut to and they're talking. Oh, no. You know, it ends the, the, ends the, the stalemate, right? Yoda walks up. Little baby Yoda walks I didn't up and even they both know. look at him and they're like, yeah, okay, we're done. I, that's what I was wondering. I, I couldn't remember how yep. it ended. Okay, so baby Yoda is the peacekeeper here. Yep. I didn't think about this till now, but did baby Yoda use a little bit of the force on them to tell oh, them to stop? I don't know. Because they were, they were going at it. He's a force user. And he basically, and they basically stopped. I mean, it could have just been the cuteness of baby Yoda, but. I don't know. There uh, could be, yeah. They're not going to, hopefully they don't explain it away. But if they, I wish they would have shown him raising his hands or something just to kind of indicate that maybe he might have been using the force. Yeah, but then it's uh, then it's obvious, so I don't know. It's a good question. But it's like parents, too. Like, if you, you know, your parents are fighting and you're a little kid, it's not uncommon to walk up to your parents and be like, stop fighting. Yep, or and, they just show up and parents stop because they don't want their kids to see that. Yeah, yeah, or, I mean, it could be one or the other. But if he had force powers, he could basically say stop fighting with his in his brain and hold his hands up towards these two parental figures and have them stop fighting and, and they do establish this later in the episode but i mean the mandalorian basically looks at this kid as his kid at this point yeah. it's, it's yeah. i mean they, they reference that a few times later in the episode yeah you can kind of tell that his his um relationship with baby yoda has changed and, and another thing that, this is again a little later in the episode, but they do reference that weeks have gone by, so we really don't know like yeah. how long things are taking to happen. After this fight. Yeah, so he could have been, I mean, he might be hanging out with Baby Yoda for a couple months at this point. It's true, it's true. Um, so it looks like, I think they hang out for a little bit. I don't know where they're staying. Baby Yoda has fed some bone broth, they're eating all kinds of stuff. Yeah. There's, um, so I think at some point... Well, they they go back to the bar. Village. They go back to the bar. They have a uh, him and and Cara Dune have a conversation, and she he kind of figures out what her past is. That she was a mm, rebel shock yeah. trooper. She used to do all this kind of crazy protection and badass stuff. But since the empire fell, and since it's been a few years, she's kind of almost gone into retirement. Um, but she's also telling him, "Hey, 
I came here the same reason you did to get away. Did you to, say shock trooper or drop no, drop soldier? She well both, but she the, her official title is shock trooper. I've read that in a few of the the marketing. Things. Okay, okay. Um, so but she's her role is kind of done. So she came to this planet to basically get a, to because she needs to lie. Low. I wonder what she was doing in the five years since the. That's a good question. The war. Yeah, hopefully in the next couple episodes and the next few seasons we find out. Okay. Um, but she's so she basically tells me you need to get off this planet because we're yeah. it's already taken it's taken by me one planet one yeah. one badass and he decides that, and we we're learning through these episodes that he's a good guy and he's he really doesn't want to cause trouble when he doesn't have to so he's like okay I'm gonna we're gonna go find the next planet that's fine um, so he starts to leave with Baby Yoda and so the next the next scenes is him going back to his ship and loading up his ship um, with everything and. Getting Baby Yoda ready to leave, and that leads into um, these two villagers that just come up and just say, "Ask for hey, help." Hey, we saw your ship. We saw you in the market. We we need your help. Um, here's what happened. Yeah, yeah. So these two guys walk up. They're asking for some help. They don't ex- completely explain what happened, but they we go back to the village, and it's the place where we where the cold open was, and we see that you know these villagers have are okay right now but it sounds like they're getting attacked by the dog faces on a regular basis so they these guys are hiring they want to hire mandy um to protect the village so mandy reluctantly accepts well he wasn't going to accept yeah he wasn't going to but then he learned that this place is in the middle of nowhere no basically no technology they don't really it's just a far even farther even more remote than whatever village we were before right so he he says okay uh, this is i can do this if if i can get away from everything i will go help you guys basically for um for lodging yeah and he so he recruits uh caradun to help him out and they come back to the village. Well, he didn't do that yet. They don't? He, he was going to just take care of it himself. Yes. But then he learns that they have an... Oh, they go into the forest. They go into the forest. And he sees his footprints. Right. Big footprints. Yep. And the big blasters that we saw earlier, those are ATST yep. uh, footprints. Yep. They, and ATST is a... What are they, Walkers? It's chicken like, walkers. Chicken walkers. Yep. It's uh, from the one that they that the two logs smashed together in Return of the Jedi. Yes. Uh, so, um, the Return of the Jedi is episode six. six. So, I was getting a lot of uh, Ewok Endor vibes yes, in this. So. Very much, very much. Okay. I almost thought when they start going through there, so they do develop a plan to defeat this thing later. I, I'm... Uh, I'm just saying to my head, don't don't have two logs smash them. Please don't have two logs smash <laughs> no, them. They couldn't do it again. They couldn't uh, do it. It's like, again. oh man, we already did this in Force Awakens. We don't need to do it again. So Mandy, there's some notes here where Mandy um, is trying to take care of Baby Yoda and he's trying to watch over him. But you know, you have to let your kids roam a little bit, let them spread their wings and kind of, you know, have some fun. And there are other kids in the village and they want to play with Baby Yoda, and he's reluctant to, but he lets them play with Baby Yoda. Did you catch this? He he's talking to the, the widow, the widow yep. and they he explains that he hasn't taken off his helmet since he was a child, yep. since he was maybe like eight or so. And he watches Baby Yoda play with these other kids, and the widower walks away as Mandy is watching Baby Yoda play with these other kids in in the safe location in the dark. He takes off his helmet, kind of showing that you know maybe he is changing and maybe he's coming to getting comfortable with this this village 
and yeah. uh, and we definitely we learned that this is definitely we already learned it a little bit in episode, in the third episode but this is a new rule for mandalorians if you go back to clone wars if you go back to rebels you see mandalorians take their helmets off all the time and put them back on for battle um so it's this really is really after the purge yeah this is this is a new thing that this is after the purge they are they are holding to this where they they keep their helmet on and that's it we still don't know when the purge happened exactly we, we right? do not but um yeah this is tough because uh, i I don't know if they're setting themselves up in a hole. I don't think they are because Dave Filoni's involved. But Rebels um, is only two two years before um, Episode Four, and you still have you have plenty of Mandalorian-based episodes, and they are still taking their helmets off. So it's um, it's got to happen after that. It's got to happen somewhere between Episode Four and Episode Six that this this happens, and then they yeah, scan. because we're five years after Episode Six. And this, yeah. I'm, I presume this is hap- the purge has happened. While Mandalorian was an adult, but he also said that he didn't take his helmet off since he was eight years old. So that's Maybe that, had, that's where I'm worried that they're setting up a little bit of a plot hole. Oh, um, and if they're staying true to his actual age, I mean, he can maybe could pull off 35 at the youngest. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, maybe 30. Um, so that would it wouldn't have it would it doesn't make yeah. There's a bit of a problem because he was born before the war. Yep. Because yeah, because you see the Clone Wars, and he's young. I mean, he's maybe six, seven. They take him in. He puts his helmet on. He doesn't take it off. But and we're five years after the end of right later in in actual canon material. So the only thing I the one thing I think they could explain this away is that where that attack happened, it was not Mandalore. It was a different group of Mandalorians took him in, and they've they've accepted this culture. They're, they've kind of come up with their own rules of Mandalorian because they've left the other Mandalorians behind. So there could be something they explain away with it, but yeah. the timing is kind of, it, it's a little off. It's a little, we'll just ignore it. Have some fun with it. Just don't exactly. pay attention to exactly. the timeline. But where, wherever I've seen, there's been a, a weird plot hole or something. They found a way to kind of fill that plot hole somehow. So hopefully Pablo. No, no, uh, Pablo, you're thinking of Pablo Hidalgo. Pablo but, Hidalgo. Maybe Pablo helps him out and fill it. Yeah, that but you also got to think this is this TV series is more geared towards the movie watchers. It's not geared towards yeah. the people who have read books and seen all the seen all the cartoons and read all the comics. So yeah, we you get five percent of the fan base that's going to nitpick like me, yeah. but then you everybody else is like, oh okay, that oh, yeah, that sounds whatever. good. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of the theme. Not necessarily theme, but like we noticed that in this show, it's. This storytelling is fairly simple. It's easy to watch. It's easy to digest. You can dig into it if you want to, but any casual fan that turns on Star Wars uh, or knows a little bit of Star Wars can turn on The Mandalorian and enjoy the show. All right. So after we discover the ATST footprints, then he approaches Cara Dune yes, to basically say, "Hey, I need your help with this." Yeah. So Mandy and Cara go back to the village. And they start to train the villagers to fight. Okay, and then so now I'll get into this is the big callback to Clone Wars. So they go to a, they have a whole episode arc where Anakin, um, Obi Wan, and Ahsoka go to um, this planet. Man, the name's not coming to me, but it'll come to me in a little bit. They go to, and they're having the same issues with the uh, the clone, not the clone troopers, the the battle droids, where they're attacking their village. They're not they're not as low tech as these guys, but they're low tech. But there are no soldiers among them. And they basically spend these couple, this episode arc, uh, training them. They train them, they train them, they train them. And they end up beating the, the, the droids, the, the Separatist army. So, But the main thing that came out of this 
was the guy that they were training was Saw, Saw Gerrera. Oh. And he ended up becoming the guy that you see in um, Rogue One, the crazy old guy. But th- when you see him in Clone Wars, he's young. He's like 20, 25. Um, and he basically becomes a, not a warlord, but he basically becomes a, a super soldier that trains all these other guys. And he's the one that's fighting the, he's fighting the Empire in a much less diplomatic way than the Rebels do. Yeah, he's like very much, warfare, exactly. Hiding out. So that's the big connection in this one is the training the villagers to take care of themselves, to fight the, to fight their enemies off. So that was, again, that was like a nice little Dave Filoni uh, influence on this episode. Yep, yep. Okay, so they start, they start, they have a little training montage where Mandy and Kara are training the villagers and... You know, lo and behold, Mama, Mama the Widow um, is the only one who knows how to shoot it. She's a bit of a badass. And you can kind of see Mandy taking taking to her. There's a little bit of a um, fondness, yeah. affection growing between the two of them. One thing I have noticed in this show, they do like montages. They've done a few of them already. Where oh, they yeah? just, just to kind of speed the story yeah, along, they, they get the music started and they show a bunch of action shots. Um, they did it in the um, where they're rebuilding the ship in episode two or three. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. So they they like yeah. Don't bog us down. You know, hurry up through the tedium. Right. But right. one one big question is how did that would they do not answer in this episode? How Maybe did she they, learn how to shoot? Yeah, where where did she learn to be a badass? She's not young. She's uh, she's somewhere between thirty five and forty five. She's been around for a while. So yeah, where maybe, did and she... uh, maybe her you know her spouse was was killed in some battle. Yep. Maybe she's maybe she came here to seek out some could, some peace and could, some get away from it. Very well, could be. And you look, it looks like her her daughter is about I don't know, let's say eight eight yep. to ten, seven yep. to ten. Yep. So she probably may have been born during the war. Yep. Came here for some peace. Yep. All right, so we have a little bit of a training montage. Mama is a badass, uh, and we get to the evening time, and Mandy and Kara go out into the forest. Uh, it, and it, we can tell that they're doing some some scoping. They're doing something, and they're ba- they're basically doing a flush out drill. Like yes. they want to they want to take down a few of the pirates, but they also they they've set up all these. They've set up the trap for the ATST. They've set up barricades. Mm-hmm. They've they've armed all the um, um, all the uh, the the villagers. Uh-huh. So they're ready to they're ready for their attack. They are basically the instigators to get them to start coming after the village again. So. Mandy and Kara go into the dog faces village and they find like a, a tent of some sort or like a little little hut or something mm-hmm. and they have vats of this blue liquid. Is that the, the spotchka? Is that the drink or I is have, that something else? I do not know what that blue stuff is. The the first thing that came to my mind was That's the um, blue stuff. Um, the stuff they use to heal people, of course it's not coming to me. Um but it's the stuff that Darth Vader was sitting in, in in Rogue One, like the big tank. The name will come to me in a second. But the dog faces are drinking the, the blue stuff, though. Were they? They're drinking it. Okay, yeah. then it couldn't be that. Yeah. I thought it was a spotchka. Like they, maybe they're stealing the spotchka. They're stealing the shrimp. They're stealing everything. Bact, Bacta was what I was thinking of. That, that was the healing liquid. And yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't drink that stuff. Okay, maybe give you some superpowers or yeah. do something really bad. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 they start to fighting with some of the dog faces and they there's a little bomb a little ticker countdown thing going off on one of the the tanks it's a thermal detonator thermal detonator so they're fighting the dog faces and they need to get out of there because well, this thermal the, detonator the man of glory put that on there i figured as much but they need to get out yeah exactly so they get into a fight and uh they they narrowly escape the 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 hut as 
the thermal detonator blows up. You know, it basically wakes up all the dog faces. Whatever they're doing, they start rushing out. As the as Mandy and Kara start running out from the village, they encounter the ATST, and it's pretty clear that as Zach said, they're trying to lure these guys back towards the village because there's been some traps set. They get back to the village, but the ATST stops short just before running into one of the traps. At this point, I was wondering if Baby Yoda was going to help them in the in the battle. Oh, that was interesting. I didn't think about that. I'm that like, this guy's got some powers, man. Throw hey, these guys he, in the He lifted that giant mud horn, and he could pull that leg of that ATST in there if he needed to. So the, uh, we get we have this huge, huge battle. Kara borrows the big rifle. It's in, what's the name of the rifle? Is there a name for it? I don't remember what he calls it. What okay. she calls it. Yeah, it's just his rifle. Well, she borrows the big rifle. And so she fires a big rifle towards or at the ATST. It does nothing. It bounces off the armor. Uh, so we we got a problem here. The dog faces are getting into the village. People are fighting. They're holding their own. But if the ATST does not go down, uh, this battle is going to go bad for our our heroes. Yeah, because ATST's already wrecking shop. He's already he's using his giant laser cannons to blow this this place up. So they need to take care of him pretty quick. Yeah, they really need this ATST to step forward. And, Kara gets a little bit closer and she fires into through the window into the ATST and it hits the pilot or one of the pilots in the ATST um, and it falls forward into the big pond, the trap. Mandy's able to get a grenade, throw it inside the ATST, and basically, and we are saved. The village is saved. The, the villagers battle off, fight off the dog faces. A few weeks later, um, the village is at peace. Baby Yoda is eating some frogs. Everyone's very happy. Kara's happy. Mandy's happy. Everyone's having a good time. The widow, I think, it's the, is it the widow that asked him to stay, or is it Gina or Kara that asked? Well, him to Gina stay? kind of puts um, Kara Dune puts the thought in his head. He's like, "Hey, you know, you could settle down here. You could take your helmet off. You could raise your little baby Yoda yes, and just yes. be happy and not have to worry about anything." But he also tells her that's not. He doesn't say it to her yet, but he says that's not my that's not my way. Yeah, he essentially my tells MO. Her, right. Yeah, and he also this there's a debate on whether or not you know, Baby Yoda needs to grow up somewhere. He can't be running around with this bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. He needs a place to settle down. And Mandy admits that yeah, I'm going to leave Baby Yoda here. Mm-hmm. So you know he he talks to to the widow and makes arrangements for baby Yoda to stay there but as this is happening there is a cut to the forest and we see that there's a bounty hunter in the forest with a beacon looking for baby Yoda and it's kind of hunting baby Yoda down it, oh, did you notice that the widow was you know flirting with Mandalorian mm-hmm. and take off his helmet but he stops her yep so he's like, oh, I'm tempted by this. Yep. I might like you. I may settle down here. He's, but he's like, he's not 50-50. He's like 60-40. He wants to do it, but something's just not letting him do it. And as he's getting vulnerable to the widow, the bounty hunter in the forest Wait. is aiming at Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda starts off aiming at Mandalorian, then sees Baby Yoda's aiming at, aiming at Baby Yoda and Cara Dune kills him sneaks well, up from behind and kills him and it cuts back to mandalorian and and the widow and all you hear is a gunshot go off so you don't know if he uh, i mean 
it was pretty obvious he wasn't shooting Baby Yoda at this point. But you didn't know for a split second. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they cut, they show Baby Yoda, he's fine, and then they cut back to the forest. And Gina had actually, Cara Dune had actually shot the, the bounty hunter in the back. Um, so she was she was uh, watching out for both their backs. He, she obviously hadn't left yet. So what I want to know is, and we talked about this a little bit before, how the heck are these bounty hunters with their beacons able to hunt down baby yoda is there like something like injected in him some sort of tracker the dna like what's going on that is a good question i met one thing i could think of is maybe they well no i was gonna say they could use the dna no they could um I was, they could use the dna of yoda and where that sounds kind of how do they get how do they get yoda's dna um he died in in um the return of the jedi if you remember back to episode one, they uh, Obi-Wan, Kenobi, and um, Qui-Gon are having a, a conversation about midi-chlorians. And, they, and when they're testing Anakin, they say Anakin's count is higher than even Master Yoda's. So at some point, Master Yoda had to have some kind of sample drawn from him, some kind of blood or whatever sample. So it could be that, I mean, they could be using Yoda's DNA to, to track this guy. It's just, it's a theory. Who knows if it's true or not? I hope they explain it because it's very confusing right now. I think you have to be in somewhat close proximity, maybe like within the same planet you yep. know, in, to, to activate the beacon. Right. Um, but So the bounty hunter that is killed, he... He or she, whatever, it looks very familiar. It, it was looked, a, it was a corn. It was one of the ones that was in the as a species. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't a corn. It was the one. I man, I can't think of his name, but it's the one that plays the flute. Um, From like the, he has the big, almost like the, the elephant nose. Okay. Um, and he plays a plays a flute or a clarinet or something like that. Okay. But one one interesting thing that was answered um, that was a question at the ep- end of episode three is, if you remember when. Mandalorian steals Baby Yoda. Um, all the all the transponders in the cantina go off for all the bounty hunters. We didn't know if those things were a bounty on Baby Yoda yeah, or, or if they were a bounty on Mandalorian. We find out it's definitely Baby Yoda because they um, they when Mandalorian goes back to the forest with um, with Cara Dune, he's holding the uh, oh. he's holding the transponder and it's not beeping really fast at him, beeping. so it's still yeah. on Baby Yoda. Okay. All right, so we, we, you know, if there are bounty hunters coming after Baby Yoda, Mandalorian cannot leave him behind. He needs to take care of Baby Yoda. So, you know, we say our goodbyes to the village. Mandy says, sorry, we can't leave him here. We need to go figure out what to do about this bounty. I don't think he says that outright, but we know that he needs to address it somehow. They leave the planet reluctantly and takes baby yoda and we're heading to a place called razor's crest oh no no razor's crest is the name of the ship it's the name of the ship yeah that's the ship oh yeah we're going back to razor crest yeah. i thought razor crest was a location no no that's the ship okay okay and off we go yeah if we don't know where they're going yet so we do know we kind of have a sense of what the end game is for this season i'm pretty sure we're going to somehow either have an altercation with the bounty hunters and the the person the client the empire right mm-hmm. the, the the remnants of the empire and and we're going to you know get this bounty settled and we're likely going to have another fight with the client and the clients um well and we do know from the previews guy. that um 
I think his name's Giancarlo Espinito. Oh, yes. Gus Espinito, from, Espinito, Gus from yes. Breaking Bad. He is involved. We have death troopers that are, that are involved. So those guys have to show up at some point. And, well, we have four episodes left. I think it's, it's an eight-episode season, right? Is that what it is? We're on episode four. Yep, so we're halfway there. Mm-hmm. Um, so those guys have to show up in the next few episodes. and We're going to have to... Yeah, we're going to have some chaos in some of these episodes. And I'm guessing, you know, the big question is, is Mandy going to come back to this planet and settle down with the widow? The Mandalorian, Mandy, obviously sees the benefits of this. He knows that the child needs to live, to grow up. This is, would be a perfect setting for him to grow up, and it would be a perfect setting for Mandalorian to retire. There are plenty will. of frogs for Baby Yoda to eat yes. on this planet. The little, the little kids might just uh, yell and freak out a little bit. Yes. All right, and that that is the episode. Overall, I, I enjoyed it. Um, did you? How do you feel about it? So my first, I've only Ooh, watched this. Critiques. Yeah, I've only watched this episode once. Um, every other episodes I've watched two or three times. Um, when I get into the, so the cartoon, I'll just give a little background. The cartoon shows they are twenty four episode seasons, yeah, thirty minutes long. each. They definitely have some filler episodes mm-hmm. where they're just not much happens. This almost, I almost got that filler vibe, but because it's so new into the season, we're still developing the character. You thought this was filler? I thought. I, I think this is the glue that keeps the season and so, makes everything make sense. So that's why um, I don't necessarily. When I first got off this episode, before I thought about it, like, man, if, if I was watching a cartoon and we had lots of time to develop everything, I would call this a filler episode. But because we're low on time and we're still doing just character development, um, I, I was good with this episode of finding out stuff about how the Mandalorian, what he feels, um, what might happen in the future, what he really wants. So after separating myself from it from a little time, I'm I'm good. Uh, I'm good. I enjoyed the episode. I still didn't enjoy it. I think episode three was still my favorite. That was my initial reaction. That's funny because I actually liked this episode the most. I think my brain likes to see the connecting pieces and how we're... We're transitioning from one phase of a story to the next. So I appreciate the, the pieces connecting, and I appreciate the char- seeing the character change, and I appreciate being able to see you know what's ahead of us. And they do it in an efficient manner. Again, these episodes are not long. They're, I don't know. How, this like, this one 30, might have been the longest. This was 40, 40, 41, 41 minutes with the credits and the intro. So it was okay. probably about 35. 35 yeah. yeah, so... But yeah, they're not they're not dragging this out. They're very efficient with their time, which I appreciate. So um, once again, you know this this the story is going well, having lots of fun. The oh, the one critique I had of this episode is uh, Gina's acting is a little bit wooden. Yeah, but I mean, if you saw her in Deadpool, I th- was she in one of the Fast and Furious? Two? I don't know. She's in a movie called Haywire that I saw okay. too. She she shows up in a few movies. Yeah, um, yeah. That's just. I mean, she's an ex MMA. She's not an actress. Yeah, not an um, actor, she's yeah. kind of like compared to The Rock when he was just starting off. He wasn't a great actor. Now he's awesome. So maybe she she'll probably get better over time. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not. It didn't bother me too much, but I did notice that you know, some of her performance seemed very. She's very aware of herself. Yeah, but she's also she's she's supposed to be a shock trooper. She's supposed to be a she's an ex soldier. So she's she probably should be a little wooden. Yeah. I did catch one thing. There was one um, in the battle at the very end when they're fighting the 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 marauders. The um, dog faces. Yeah, the dog faces. <laughs> um, 
she gives them to this the yell to attack and she just has a giant grin on her face and it's very it's very she likes the battle it's not even sinister it's almost just like she's happy it's very out of place for in full disclosure i watched it on a phone flying back from texas so i watched it on a little five inch screen so i probably missed a lot of things but that was you seem to have caught things i missed that that was my that was my reaction to that all right well folks hopefully you enjoyed this episode as we did and um we're gonna have some beverages enjoy the game enjoy the tailgate and have some fun hope you had a good thanksgiving and all i'd say is go gators (laughs) okay go gators have a good one see you next time